Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. He's a writer for Blackish and Duncanville, and he's one half of the podcast, My Brother Sneaker. It's Isaiah Lester. Hey. Hello. Oh, I like the cheering. That's cool. It <laughs> makes me feel good. I need that in general in my life uh, for just a soundtrack. Anytime, you, can, or, you know, yeah, I just, just call, call us up. up. Oh, cool. Just say, like when I wake up in the morning, just <laughs> yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy to do it for any of our past guests, too. The, the offer Great. just extends to all of our guests. We are supportive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. You, I love that. You're feeling uh, unsure about the path you're on? Call us up. We'll cheer you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like every day. So I will. I'll be calling you every day. Uh, I'm on the East Coast, so it'll be early for you. Oh, oh no. uh, okay. Enjoy those calls. I get up around seven. No. Um, okay. So four a.m. Wake up call. Yep. 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 Uh, for I us, just need you to just start cheering and be very, very happy. Yeah. We'll just become nocturnal at some yeah. point. <laughs> How are you doing on this, uh, you know, uneventful week of our <laughs> existence? Uh, you know, how am I doing? I'm good. Like, personally, I'm fine. Like, uh, it, it, am I scared? Not really, because I'm also not surprised that what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Totally. Um just because I feel like I grew up around a lot of those people who were there uh, in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a weird week. Uh, Like when I saw that door, like I figured they go up to the door, but like when I saw them inside and they were running around that place, like it was that, uh, that Ben Stiller museum movie. I was like, (laughs) night at the museum. (laughs) Yeah. Night at the museum. I was like, yo, (laughs) this is wild. So I imagine, um, you know, the Smithsonian archivists are going to be listening to this a (laughs) hundred years in the future. Uh, we're talking about our capital being broken into, uh, (laughs) by insurgents. (laughs) Yes. Insurgents. Um, the QAnon army. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but Gordon Hay- Hayward had his best game of the season that day. <laughs> just saying. He was uh, he was so pumped up and excited. Yeah, he was just like, look at my brothers. <laughs> I'm um, surprised he, he even sh- made it to a game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, yeah, he like for, from DC back to Charlotte, like, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's a, that's a tough trip. It's a tough turnaround. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was it was just weird. It was, yeah, it was horrible, obviously horrible. I mean it. And and it, what you're talking about makes total sense as far as like they broke in and then they were clearly just like, well, what do we do now? Let's just like uh, start grabbing <laughs> shit off the wall, right. <laughs> checking Nancy Pelosi's emails, and it was like, yeah, that dude had his his legs kicked up on the desk, like you know, a son that was brought to his mother's job, and like <laughs> you know, it was it, it was really it was just a weird vibe. It was it was definitely like a kids on the loose vibe. You know, again, like there was like those old, any like old 90s media when they show like parents leaving the house and there's always like a two liter of soda and a bag of chips on the table. And you're like, that's all those kids did is that they left like a pizza box open (laughs) and like, that's kind of how it felt. (laughs) Yeah. They stayed up too late. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around 
all of it. It's so fucked up. Um, and I do want to say fuck you to Mark Zuckerberg and Jack, what's his face from Twitter, because it is way too late for you to fucking ban Trump from Twitter. Like you should have done this years ago. You are directly responsible for what has yeah. happened here. And fuck yes. you. I know yeah. they listen. So they're big fans and I hope they feel bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> they should shame. I like to say fuck Zuck as as you guys know. Yeah, we Gabe says that daily. <laughs> That's true. I, um, I was off, I was off Facebook for like probably five years. But I just got an Oculus and it makes you get a Facebook account. No. And I was just like, yeah. And I, I, I felt really bad because I was just like, man, I've been I've been off Facebook. Like I have the I, I morally opposed to this website and the propaganda it, it spreads. But I was like, I kind of want to see what it's like to skydive. You know, like so, <laughs> so <laughs> I signed up. I signed up and I played with my Oculus. Yeah. How is yeah. that? How is the Oculus? <laughs> oh, it's really fun. Um I injured myself playing it. I've thrown my controller. I've almost broken it, but I still keep going back. So, you know, so, so you know, it's really good. Oh no. How did you hurt yourself? <laughs> um, so I, uh, I had this game where uh, it's a, it's a lot. Remember you're in a virtual world here. So like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a game where, you're a football player, you're a quarterback, but you play for a robot football team. And so your coach, <laughs> your coach is this robot. So you like, you look to your right and your, your robot coach is right there. And he was like, pick up the ball with your, you know, your throwing hand. I'm left-handed, picked up the ball with my left hand and I want to go throw it. And I have this overhang that separates two rooms uh, in my apartment and the Oculus, what it does, it gives you a boundary for like what's around you, but it doesn't give you a boundary for like what's above you. Mm, so no. I swung and my hand got caught oh, on no. that, that overhang. <laughs> and it, it, it hurt. It cut me up pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Ow. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hazards of Oculus. I never I know. knew. Yeah. It's my punishment for signing up for Facebook again. <laughs> 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 So uh, you are a Lakers fan. Is that right? That's right. Um, how'd you get into basketball? How'd you get into Lakers? Basketball was always kind of just a thing in my house. Um, my uncles were really into basketball. Uh, they were Lakers fans. And I think that's kind of where it came from. They're from the Bay Area, but like the Warriors were no good in like the 80s and the 70s, you know? So like they kind of were just Lakers fans. And that's kind of where I got the bug. And I uh, just kind of just rode with them ever since. Like I feel like like really in pivotal years of my life, they won championships. Like uh, when I was in middle school, that was like the first Kobe and uh, that was the Kobe and Shaq uh, three-peat. And um when I was graduating film school, that's when they beat Boston in the finals um, after losing to them a couple of years before that. So I just kind of, I don't know. I just have this weird relationship with them that I've kind of just, it's just the one, the one real team I've, I've loved since I was a very little kid. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you celebrate last season's bubble win for the, for the Lakers? I, uh, I, how did I celebrate? I just kind of like, 
first of all, I couldn't believe it. Like I, I was just, I was like, I mean, I can't believe they're running another championship in my lifetime. This is crazy. Uh, it was kind of, I don't know. I just felt like when the final started, I was just like, we're going to win. Like, I just didn't see the matchups in the finals where I, I, I was just like, unless Tyler hero literally scores 50 points a game and Jimmy keeps doing Jimmy's thing. Um, but like when uh, Bam started missing games and Drag- Dragic wasn't in, like I, uh, I just kind of knew they were going to win. So my, I wasn't like, I was of course excited, but I wasn't like freaking out totally because if we had lost that finals, it would have been, it would have been very bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it was kind of just like, I wore, I do remember, um, putting on a robe and a pair of Fendi sunglasses and posting a video <laughs> and like wearing a LeBron jersey and posting a video on Instagram the next day. <laughs> nice. And, uh, where I said no words, I was just looking into the camera, um, with some music <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I celebrated. That was my trophy to my Instagram. <laughs> nice. Um, we so we have to ask you this question because we did ask your brother Yasser when he was on. How many sneakers do you have your, in your collection? Can we see them? <laughs> uh, um, I, they're kind of hard to get to from where I'm at now. Okay. I have it's hard. I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch. I've I've more than Yasser probably. You can text us later. Flex. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I have a bunch here. I think I have anywhere between. 35 and 40 pairs here in New York. And then I have uh, some in a storage unit in LA. And that's probably like another, probably like 40 or 50 pairs. You have sneakers across the nation. Wow. I do. Bi coastal <laughs> yes. sneakers. I do. I do. And it's like people are like, man, you have a store, you have your own storage for your sneakers. And I'm like, nope, I use some of my mom's storage. <laughs> <Cut> them out. <laughs> she wants them out. She needs the space. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got a ton. Um, wow. And I just like, it's, there are pairs still. It'll happen until probably the middle of this year where I just haven't, especially now with the pandemic, I don't go out as much um, that I just have not worn yet. <laughs> have you just like put on some some sneakers just to wear around the house and just feel good in them? <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> I definitely have. There And there have also been days where I've just been like not in the best mood. And I'm like, you know what? I'm wearing shoes to work today. So like I put on my shoes and I like open up my camera. Like nobody cares. <laughs> I'm wearing shoes, but I'm wearing them. Uh, but like, yeah, it does. It does make me feel good. It bums me out that I don't get to, to kind of stunt on other people. Like it bums me out that I can't hurt other people's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Have you like had a, a favorite pair from this past year that you've purchased or. I got the um, I got the Kobe uh, undefeated pack uh, where they had two different uh, two different shoes. One was called the Unlucky Thirteen, I believe, or maybe the Unlucky Twelve, and it was just all it was a bunch of different colors of the teams that passed up on Kobe. And then there's another pair that is a white and uh, kind of Carolina blue, Charlotte blue pair because they're supposed to be like the Charlotte Hornets who passed up on Kobe. I think oh, wow. those were my, those were my favorite pairs from last year. Um, nice. We're uh, looking at them now. They look a, nice. There's a, yeah, there are, there are a lot, uh, a lot of good stuff came out last year. Um, the Kobe Grinches, which are of course a legendary pair. 
uh, Air Jordan 4 Off-Whites, um, Air Jordan 5 Off-White, uh, Travis Dunk, or Travis Scott came out with, with an SB Dunk that was really dope. Um, but yeah, there's always, that's the problem with sneakers is that there's always something really good. Like there's never a year off where I can just be like, I didn't like anything from that year. I can just not buy sneakers this year. I wish, <laughs> I wish that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> So you are a style icon. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> is there <laughs> some? Uh, is there is there a player that you whose style you would say like you admire right now in the league? Players whose style I would admire. I mean, that's tough. There's a lot of good. Like, I'm not a hater. There's a lot of good dressers in the league. You know, there's a lot of yeah. uh, really, really, really good dressers. Um, Westbrook's kind of out there, but I like it. I don't know if I'd ever show up like wearing a like a crossing guard <laughs> top to a, a game, but he does his thing. Um, I think that in terms of style, the person I'll say I'll say this: the person I feel most in kin with style wise is LeBron. Mm-hmm. Me, and LeBron actually like there's stuff like LeBron wears, and I'm like, I have that exact outfit. Nice. I, I wore that shirt with those shoes, you know, <laughs> and then there's stuff where I just, I envy that he has it because uh, it's so dope. But uh, I think right now, LeBron, I think the player, uh, <laughs> I'll say this as well. I want this on wax. Uh, <laughs> we print all play- of our episodes on wax, by <laughs> yeah, the way. We do. Good. I want this on wax. <laughs> um, uh, the player that's trying too hard and doing too much is Kyle Kuzma. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think Kyle Kuzma mm. is doing too much. I understand he's he's in his mid-20s. He's finding himself. He's finding his sense of style. But I just feel like he he kind of dresses like a comic book, like a, a comic book character, like detective or something. Oh, like, man. He's in, like, <laughs> I'm so on board with it. I love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, like, okay, so, then, you know, maybe, and maybe it's just, it is, and that's a great thing about style. Like, you wear what you wear and you like what you want, like, but, like, Kyle yeah. Kuzma, if I was rolling out with Kyle Kuzma, if you Kyle Kuzma was in my circle, I would be like, dog, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes his hair, I'm like, I get, again, I get the experimentation and everything, but sometimes it's a real miss. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I agree with you, but... Um, <laughs> You're wearing your model boys hat right now. You guys recently released some nice hats, a hat collection. We did. We did. Are, are you going to do more? Like, is this going to become like a fashion line? Well, we've done a lot of stuff in the past. And like we've done basket, we've done basketball jerseys, practice jerseys, do rags. Um, we've had a, uh, uh, long, a long list of weird stuff that we've put out. <laughs> the cool thing about the hat is that it was a collab with Hood Hat, who does really great stuff. Um, and that's that is something we are looking to do a little bit more of. Like we'll be collaborating more with other companies um, and making you know fun merchandise and kind of just you know selling it. Yeah, <laughs> shucking it to the people. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it was a really fun opportunity. Uh, Max and Hood had, and uh, me and Yasser were just like, let's do something. And we did, and it turned out really great. So, uh, yeah, we will hopefully be doing more 
more stuff like this in the future. And definitely, we'll definitely be doing another hood ad for sure. Nice. Um, okay, should we get into the news? Yeah. Uh, so much happens in a week and we can't possibly cover it all. So we like to wrap it up in a tidy little segment called Previously on Basketball. Previously on Basketball. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whoosh me in, Gabe. The season is falling apart like we all knew it would as positive tests and quarantines abound. NBA players react to capital insurrection. Steph Curry scores a career-high 62 points in win against the Trailblazers. Bradley Beal scores a career-high 60 points in loss against the 76ers. Becky Hammond is the first woman to act as head coach in an NBA game. The Magic's Markel Fultz suffers a season-ending torn left ACL. The G League will play its upcoming season at the Walt Disney World bubble. LeBron and Mello express interest in buying the Atlanta Dream as owner Kelly Loeffler loses her Senate seat. Uh, that was some good hear, news. I didn't hear about that. That's that. That would be cool if that actually works out. Yeah, I mean, if I I don't know how serious LeBron was, but they both tweeted about it. And a, it's great that Kelly Loeffler lost. Um, fuck you, Kelly Loeffler. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, b, if we can get her out of the WNBA. Um, that would be amazing. She does not deserve to have any part of that team. Yeah, and the Dream are my squad too. That's my WNBA squad. So they're awesome. see that news is pretty dope. So yeah. uh, I would love it if she was out. Yeah, I mean, why would she even want to keep them when they clearly hate her? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's something about Kelly Loeffler is like. Again, I grew up in a. I'm from Atlanta. I'm from Georgia, and Kelly Loeffler is just like a character in the story of the book of Georgia. She's kind of everywhere there. And they kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what opportunity she saw by buying the Atlanta dream because she doesn't seem like a person who's like down for empowering for anyone or like, I don't know. It, it was just kind of a weird fit for me always. Mm -hmm. But um, to see her out of the league would be great because that's the only thing that I ever had to explain myself about that and the break. Cause I'm, I like, you know, I like the Braves as well. I'm from Atlanta is that chop from the Braves. Like right. <laughs> I always have to, I also be like, Whoa, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> and like her and Kelly Loeffler, that and Kelly Loeffler, like the two things I'm like, yo, 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 I don't, I don't ride with that. So to see her out would be, would be great. LeBron yeah. buying them. That'd be awesome. I saw like it was Mookie Betts and, and, uh, uh, Carmelo as well, I think, also said they'd be interested. Like, I, you know, because they don't really have to do anything, right? They can be, like, sort of... Like, it's not like a full-time job. It's not like they have to, like, be that involved. They, But it would just be amazing. Like, I feel, first of all, getting more Black owners and then, you know, getting her out of there. It'd be incredible. And getting, like, the, like, support of... NBA players supporting the WNBA is also Absolutely. like would be amazing. Totally. Great idea. We support you guys. Get out there yes. and buy them. 
Yeah. Pull together, maybe. But y'all should do it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you need like 10 bucks, I'll chip in. I'll buy some jerseys, you know, make sure you guys don't completely completely go under. Right. Um, Okay, let's talk about the season right now. It is in total chaos. There have just been, it's just been, you know, announced Woj tweet after Woj tweet about who's testing positive, who's quarantining. Right now, the Sixers are about to play or playing. I think they're playing at five. Are they're they currently this? playing. Oh, they're, oh, they're, they're currently playing. Yeah. So they're currently playing with only, what, seven players technically, but they like, they've got all these players quarantined. Doc Rivers came out and was like, we should not be playing, but I guess we're going to. Do you have the clip, Gabe? Not knowing if you're playing or not. Um, Still not knowing. We're just trying to create some kind of game plan and then coming here. And then, you know, an hour ago, we were told we were playing. Um, I think we're, we have eight active players. You know, one is one that's been injured in Mike Scott that I I, I can tell you now there's no way I'm going to play him. Uh, I just don't think he should play. So you can make a case we have seven bodies. I have a list here that I've not even looked at <laughs> so of players. And uh, so we're going to throw them together. And, um, you know, the White Howard is going to play point guard tonight. And we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> That's wh- who wants to watch that. That's like just cancel the game. First of all, yeah, uh, that's the least you can do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, rough. no one wants to see Dwight Howard play point guard. <laughs> Seriously, except for Dwight Howard. Except yeah. for Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, he I for mean, sure wants to th- see that. Yeah, I mean things are just going in the direction that we all knew that they would because after such a successful bubble season, they were just like, all right, well, let's just fuck around for this next one. Um, and now, you know, the virus is raging out of control, as we all know, um, and players are putting themselves at risk, putting their families at risk. And we're just like, we're at a point now where we've made the decision that we're no longer going to be watching games during the season because it feels wrong. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not going to cover games moving forward after this episode uh, until you know either the league shuts down or they start making a uh, responsible decisions. Because yeah. this all started when Seth Curry uh, tested positive and was pulled out. He was already like in the game. I'm pretty sure he was pulled out of the game, and um, and then. You know, that should have been like, okay, so we're quarantining these two teams, but nope, the Nets uh, traveled um, and the Sixers, I think, quarantined for like 24 hours (laughs) and got tested and then they're on to the next game. And um, it's It's just just ridiculous. It's going to keep happening. It's ridiculous because there is a vaccine and we all know the NBA will probably get the vaccine early, right? So why are they taking this risk right now before this vaccine and potentially putting players yeah. and their families 
lives at risk, their health, their long-term health. I mean, we know that this affects people long-term in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're probably, I would say maybe a couple weeks away from getting, I'm sure pushing to the front of the line and getting vaccines for everyone. So it just really like doesn't make sense to me at all to be pushing so hard right now um, and putting people at risk and like, we don't need to wait for someone to get hospitalized or die before it matters. Like it matters right now. So we just don't want to, we don't want to support it. Um, which we do if we're covering the games, it just feels wrong. So the- we, we will be doing the show, but we're going to, we're going to kind of revert back to some of the other things that we do with the show, watch older, um, you know, older things, shows, movies, games, like that kind of stuff. But, we're just not. We just, we, they're doing this for broadcasting, and we just don't. We just don't want to watch the broadcasting. No judgment if you do. If people yeah. out there want to continue watching games, because this is a really hard time, and everyone's looking for their, you That's know, help true. in coping. So if you are like, I can't not watch games. Totally understand. Um, we just want to let everyone know that we're we're just not going to cover them. Uh, do you guys think, like, can I ask you guys something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think that they're ki- they've kind of been resting on the, the laurels of their bubble season? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. That's yeah. what it feels like to me, at least. Yeah. And now they're bringing the G League into the bubble. It's like they know that that's the right thing to do. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I think because Adam Silver got praised up and down for the bubble season and how safe it was. I mean, even we were just really impressed and happy at how strict they were being um, for the safety of everyone. And so many people, you know, and in other ways too, Adam Silver has been so much better than commissioners of other leagues. But this season was just like um i get he's under pressure from broadcasting from other partners they have but it's just irresponsible and it's it's putting the future of the league at risk uh with how many players are going to get sick and have potential long-term issues you know yeah so it's just mm. it's just a bummer <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've been crazy irresponsible. It's it. It reminds me of like uh, whoever the uh, uh, Manfield, the baseball commissioner. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they just played really fast and loose, and it, it, he kind of. I felt like he kind of did the job of like keeping the COVID cases as quiet as possible until that thing happened with Justin Turner on the World Series, where he came out after right. being, you know. So, uh, but it kind of feels like that's what it felt like when he was just like, oh, no, we're silver was just like, oh, we're just going to go in there. We're going to play our schedule and don't be fans at games. And I was just like, wait, what happened to the bubble? Like, I thought that was kind of, you know, the remedy for this, uh, to be able to play basketball games. And it's been wild, uh, out of control. Like, like y'all said, um, ever since then. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, uh, with with MLB, they were like, let's just race to the World Series. And then right. after the World Series, we'll just forget it ever happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, the, yeah, the Justin Turner thing was 
so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, it's horrible. I think I feel like it it kind of like ruined I mean this whole season was a mess, of course, but like it was just like the cap on the end of a horrible fucked up season where they clearly yeah. were like, we don't care what happens to the players or anyone else. Yeah. And we just don't, we don't want to support that if, if we don't want it to go in that direction in the NBA and we don't want to see anybody get hurt or sick that doesn't need to, or, you know, look at Carl Anthony Towns and his, yeah. his horrible situation. His family has been like so devastated by COVID and doing what they're doing is contributing to that because even if the players are, you know, going to be fine, or, you know, even if they get sick and they get over it really quickly, they're still taking that home to their families um, and potentially putting people's lives at risk. Not to mention support staff, you know. Yes. Um, uh, assistant coaches, that sort of thing. I mean, all of the Sixers should have been, including their support staff, should have been quarantined um, for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they and they don't get a say in it either. They can't say I don't want to play, so they're put in a horrible position as well. So I, yeah. it's just bad all around. Um, on <laughs> from one bad topic to another, <laughs> let's see what the NBA players uh, said about the Capitol insurrection. First, we have Draymond Green. It just goes to show the police policing system was built against black people, you know, black and brown people. And that's the reason those reactions are different. That's the reason someone can walk or run or bust their way through or whatever into the speaker of the house office and put their feet on the desk like they're sitting at home on their couch, storming, you know, storming into a building and, and busting out windows and carrying podiums and, and all that other stuff. That's not a protest. That's a terrorist attack. And so uh, stop using the, 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 like, stop describing those people the same way you describe someone who just stand there and make a chant and say, we want justice, we want peace. Stop using the same word. It's disrespectful. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's shameful, you know, to, to keep calling them protesters. Not fucking protesters they're fucking terrorists damn <laughs> well said um yeah, yeah. i mean a lot pissed. of a, a lot of people were like making the false equivalency with like the black lives matter protests and what happened at the capitol and it's like the this is not the same thing at all um and yeah the only thing they have in common is that they're both a result of white supremacy right yeah you know that's it so um yeah, it's, I mean that kind of narrative has been uh, has been insane. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how the media, like, uh, going back to what Agata said about you know Twitter and Facebook should have done what they're doing now a long time ago, where it's mm -hmm. like the media also helped you know create this, and the the language they use is really important because it does set a tone especially for for like older generations who are just like not doing their own work um to educate themselves they're just kind of like lo looking at you know the media and seeing what what they're saying about it so it's like the language is really important 
in that in that sense, you know. Yeah, and these these people were they were treated with kid gloves. They were allowed to wreak havoc as they wanted. Um, they were not attacked in the same way that protesters like are attacked. And limited uh, police force and limited, um, you know, protection for the Capitol. You know, some of the police who were there were just like on their side, essentially. <laughs> so. Right. I saw I saw a photo of a cop rinsing out one of the uh, insurgents' eyes with they were they had been mace and the cop was rinsing out that their is eyes and so I was just like, sweet. this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is, is so crazy. sweet. They would <laughs> never do that for Black Lives Matter protests. <laughs> oh no, I remember they would like, yeah, they would like uh like cut up all the water bottles at the BLM protests so that Yeah that <laughs> they didn't that, have access to water. The ridiculous moment where uh you know Trump wanted to take a picture with a Bible. <laughs> right. They not they were tear gassing everyone and knocking their bottles of water onto the ground as they stormed through. Um and yeah. Anyways. We it's just it's just ridiculous. I think uh we have something that Paul George said as well. Yeah, I I, I would have been all for the league just shut down. Um, I think this was something that that definitely should have been addressed, um, you know. But there's 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 a middle line to it, you know. There's a fine line to it um, because it does give some positivity with people being able to watch games and uh, basketball going on to change, um, you know, what people are feeling and thinking, and ultimately what's on TV. Uh, so it's 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 bittersweet. Uh, but I, I definitely would have been all for it. Lee shut that down today um, to kind of just, you know, bring light to what's really going on in the world. Thank you. Yeah, I was surprised they were playing games that night. Yeah. And that Kyrie um, went AWOL uh, for yep. the Nets and everyone was like, he was out for personal reasons and everyone was asking Steve Nash why he's out. And Steve Nash is like, A, that's personal. B, I don't know. <laughs> and he, he and came out and said, he came out and said, I didn't feel like playing, which is like, yeah, I don't blame you. Of I course. don't, I don't yeah, feel like that, working either. <laughs> yeah. That was like the most real thing. I read that. And I was like, yeah, I feel that big time. <laughs> I did not feel like playing tonight. Like, yeah. Oh. Completely makes sense. Um, okay. So on a lighter note, let's look at um, Clay's response to Steph hitting a career high 62 points. (laughs) So it says how I felt watching Steph Curry surpass my career high last night. And it's Adam Sandler. Um, What movie is that? Happy Gilmore, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was really tiny on my screen. <laughs> That's um, funny. <laughs> yeah, Steph had a had a really good night. He's been on fire recently. I'm I'm happy for him. <laughs> He's got to be. <laughs> There's no. He's one literally else. the only player that can score points on that whole team. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Every everyone else is either a baby or having a big slump right now or yeah. injured. So it's like uh, he scored 62 points. How many points did the Warriors score? Was it like 75? 
<laughs> to 108. <laughs> like <laughs> it was 63 like, points. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's, but he's, you know, he's amazing. Steph yeah. Curry's just, he's, he's a basketball genius. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> So today we watched the Chicago Bulls at the Los Angeles Lakers on January 8th, 2021. Let's meet the boys. Let's meet the boys. Come on, let's meet the boys. Great group of guys. On the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. We have Patrick Williams, Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., Zach Levine, Kobe White, um, off the bench, Thaddeus Young, Garrett Temple, and Denzel Valentine, head coach Billy Donovan. And on the Lakers, we have starters LeBron James, Markeith Morris, Mark Gasol, Wesley Matthews, Dennis Schroeder, and off the bench, we have Montrez Harrell, Talon Horton Tucker, and Alex Caruso, head coach is Frank Vogel. Uh, I always have a hard time with Talon Horton, Talon Horton Tucker, because I want it to be Taylor Horton Tucker or Talon Horter Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll just call him THT. (laughs) That's what I call him. I call him THT. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, Let's get into the game. Okay, uh, right off the bat, I'm just going to say, if you live in L.A. or Southern California and you want to watch a Lakers game that is not nationally televised, it is the hardest thing (laughs) ever. Unless you have Spectrum uh, Sportsnet, in which case they're all on there. But um, I'm not going to go into it. Don't want to incriminate us. Oh God, <laughs> Gabe, take that out. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut what I just said. But uh, but it's just so hard, and it's I feel like that has to change at some point. It's such a like archaic. Essentially, it's like you have to have cable to to watch uh, this team, and every other team. Uh, I feel like like even if we want to pay money to watch the game, we can't. It's yeah. just blacked out everywhere, right? So, um, so last night was a, was a bit tricky, uh, and I'm sure there's parts I miss because of, uh, bad connections, but. (laughs) What did you do? What did y'all do? (laughs) (laughs) There were not pirates involved. (laughs) (laughs) We, we found a house that was showing the game and we stood outside the window (laughs) just like peering in to a a young family trying to watch the Lakers in peace Um, so whenever we were hiding we missed parts of the game we had ducked down (laughs) (laughs) but overall I would say this was a really good game the the Bulls are playing pretty well this season they're a young team and and I I assumed the Lakers were just going to clobber them completely. Um, but it was actually a very exciting game the whole time. And uh, so right off the bat, AD is out with mm-hmm. a left adductor strain, 
which sounds fake, uh, but it's his thigh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Anastasia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, KCP is also still out with an ankle injury. Um, And then the Bulls were missing like three or four people because of COVID protocol um, where they didn't test positive, but they maybe had some contact with someone who did. So they were out. Um, Yeah. I don't know. The first quarter, um, the bulls came out strong and look, (laughs) they just had, they came out with confidence. They looked like they were going to be like 10 ahead the whole time, but it was just the first quarter. Yeah. Was that the Kobe white quarter? I think that was the, First or second where Kobe White just went off. He went off. Um, Yeah, they jumped out early and LeBron got kind of off to a slow start. I didn't know how the team was going to look because there was no AD. Yeah. And I feel like the team's a little bit different. And uh, it's just so much worse when Anthony Davis isn't in. The team, like the talent really takes like a nosedive. The same thing from last year where it's like, man, if either one of these guys gets hurt, they're not doing anything. Right. But um. Yeah, the the Bulls came out swinging. They were ready to play. Zach Levine always ready to play. Yeah, he did like a big two-handed dunk uh, with like a bit of a swing to it. (laughs) It looked fun um, (laughs) right off the bat. And um, Kobe White was doing like three-point shots left and right. He did this really cute three-pointer where he like kicked his he- legs out, kind of like um, <laughs> like Whoopi Goldberg on the cover of Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah, it's a signature jump, <laughs> jump shot. The jumping yeah. jump Jack Flash. Yes. It was a shout-out to her, I think. I think so, too. I think he's a big Whoopi fan. Yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know who she is because he's so young. I mean, yeah. he's probably like 20 Definitely. or something, right? Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Kyle Kuzma had like a really nice corner shot to end the the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at his hair because I I'm always on Kuz hair watch. Yep. And he clearly dyed it, but it's like red right now, and it's all like growing out. Uh, he needs yeah. he needs to fix it. He does. I'm glad you said something about it. You know, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. It is bad. I I can't. I don't know what happened to Kyle Kuzma. He's transformed into a person that I don't recognize anymore. Oh, when no. he's a rookie, like I, I I like I I like I'm all for a guy. I'm like oh, I like watching that guy like become the person they are like as they grow up in the Lakers organization. But yeah, I don't know who he's getting his his advice from. I just feel like there's got to be a bad uncle in the picture. You mean something. like like fashion wise? Just in general, they're just like, no, you got to be you, Coos. He's like, what do you think of this jacket? Yeah, man, that's you, Coos. He's like, well, <laughs> LeBron said my hair is stupid. Don't worry about LeBron say. Be you, Coos. Like, just an uncle giving horrible advice. Like, uh, pumping him up unnecessarily. When it's just yeah. like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I worry about him. I what worry about think, my guy. What do you think his relationship with LeBron is really like? I don't know because that whole thing happened last year where his trainer came out mm-hmm. and was like, LeBron James doesn't work hard and all that. You know, I think like, what do you think? 
Well, I was going to say, I just read this article about from Tr- Tristan Thompson was saying that he he eats like shit. Did you, did oh, you guys right. read this? <laughs> I saw that where he was like, LeBron's lying. He always has like, like cookies and candy on him he's always he has like he okay here's the quote he he has the oh shit the ad blocker blocked me no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he has the worst fucking diet ever ask him what he eats for breakfast he has like five french toast drowns it in syrup with strawberries and bananas i got cut off after that (laughs) oh that's funny because lebron talks about his diet all the time right oh here we go so after the French toast, he has four a four egg omelet, and then he goes and just fucking dunks on somebody. It doesn't make sense. He eats desserts with every meal. He'll come with his one week diet vegan crap, but he literally eats it eats like it doesn't make sense. He eats like shit. Wow. <laughs> Tristan That's like is the out worst here exposing thing you could him. say. <laughs> yeah, but also I'm like it's fine. Like he's yeah, working for gonna him. Say. <laughs> I'm gonna say, like, I feel like I feel better because, like, now I have more in common with LeBron James than I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> all, we all thought he was, Yeah, we all thought he was eating like only like vegetables and like drinking water. But I actually like am inspired by salmon. this. Yeah, because you know he's an older player in the league and he's eating like this, and he's still you know the best player in the NBA. So maybe. I also eat, the, eat like this. So maybe someday I too can be the best player <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, that's what I see. That. I can see that. Yeah. Space yeah. Jam 3. <laughs> With Agata. Yes. <laughs> um, someday. I, I don't eat French toast every day, but I might start. <laughs> yeah. Take it up. I think there's an endorsement of French toast. Also, um, Tristan Thompson here, snitch. Just going to say that. Just gonna mm-hmm. that there. He's Not the cool. worst in many Not ways, cool. right? Oh, he's such a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do wonder if uh, Kuzma, because I feel like Kuzma was like the golden boy out of the young core um, mm-hmm. and was like, hanging out with LeBron at summer league and stuff. And he was like, Oh, Papa loves me. And then that felt like it changed real quick uh, last year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. That trainer said that. And Kuzma's kind of just been like, I don't know. Like I said, he's just changed. I don't recognize him. I don't, I don't recognize him anymore. I'll just say that. Maybe he's just going through like his rebellious like teen years in I the mean, league. He's, in the league, yeah. He's out here <laughs> dating a hot Instagram model. He's getting those Instagram followers. Maybe that's just what's important to him now, you know? Yeah. And that's fine too. Like I support that as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He could make Literally that his is. job if his <laughs> basketball career ends. So <laughs> maybe that's what he's doing. He's setting himself up. <laughs> for um, selling, you know, fit tea and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's going to be a 33-year-old selling tummy tea. <laughs> selling tummy tea. <laughs> um, so at the half, it was 58-59. Lakers were up by one. Uh, and it was kind of like that the whole time where it was like they 
one team would be up, then they'd tie up, the other team would be up, back and forth, back and forth. Um, I wanted to point out that the Bulls have Otto Porter Jr. and Wendell Carter Jr. They have the exact same set syllables in their names. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little confusing, but Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, had like a really nice third quarter, did a big one-handed slammy boy that was uh, fun to watch. Um, and But then I feel like LeBron was like, no, no, no. <laughs> We're yeah. we're taking taking back the night, and <laughs> uh, he was doing a bunch of his famous fallback shots. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Matthews like had a really good third quarter. Yeah, he's been pretty. He's been warming up uh, the last few games. Wesley Matthews. I'm gonna admit, I've never heard of the guy until this year, <laughs> until this season. Uh, he's been in the league since 2009, but I had yeah, to Google he's been him. Around. <laughs> yeah, he's been around. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like he kind of has a bad reputation for being kind of like a bad shot taker. He's of like, he's like a more sane J.R. Smith. Oh. Like, if J.R. Smith wasn't like still like in a nightclub right now, like you know, <laughs> like right now he's in a nightclub. Oh, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, he's kind of just like the chilled out, a little kind of chilled out J.R. Smith. I I mean, if I feel like it's working for him um from this game anyways he he was looking good out there and the fit you know with the lakers seemed to be good um in the fourth quarter the lakers got a 10 point lead halfway through but then the bulls like fought their way back yeah and there was a really funny moment where the bulls stole the ball from the lakers and did this big pass to zach levine who was all the way at the other end and he Zach Levine's known for his dunks and he could have done a big flashy dunk, but he just did like a little two hander thing. And I was like, come on, Zach. <laughs> Why do they do that? It's just like, just we're, we're here to see you dunk. Man. <laughs> That's the game. That's what we're watching. Like we want to see you do a cool thing. But I remember when Vince Carter was in the league, he had this weird period of time where he was like, no, nah, I'm saving my legs. I'm not going to dunk. And he would just lay the ball in. No, you're Vince Carter. You dunk. That's you're the dunking. We pay your salary. You will dunk for us. (laughs) We demand dunks. Maybe he's still mad about the dunk contest. Oh Oh. yeah. Oh yeah. He'd be salty on the league because of that. That's fair. He's like, I'm that kind of petty. Fine, I'm not going to dunk anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I really, I relate to that level of pettiness very much. Same. I also <laughs> refuse to dunk anymore. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to play NBA games in general. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. What was the final score? The final score was 115-117. Lakers won it. But I mean, it was close at the end there. Um, but they they definitely won it. And so should we give Let's out some give donkeys? Out some donkeys. <laughs> So the donkeys are awards we give out for arbitrary categories that we make up on the spot can be for anything at all does not even have to be related to the game. Um, (laughs) We always give out uh, most points, which for this game would be the Los Angeles Lakers. Congratulations. I think I want to give best flex 
uh, to LeBron, he did this thing where he fell back on his back. And then as he's laying down, just did a casual little flex. Um, <laughs> it, w- it was, you know, it wasn't anything big or, or in your face, but I really appreciated it. Um, I want to give out um, my cutie of the game award to Kobe white. Um, I just love, I love watching him play. He's very fun. He's fun. His hair's grown out. He looks great. He looks yeah, great. He's got like a mane back there. It's strong. It's a strong look. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Would you like to give out a donkey, Isaiah? Oh, I would love to. I actually have just the one and my brother would really like this one. Nice. I liked, I would like to give out, um, uh, the little Broad award and I'm going to give it to LaMelo ball. Uh, it's, for, it's an award for beating, being better than your older brother at basketball, which <laughs> I Isaiah Lester am. <laughs> <laughs> Great award. <laughs> Man, LaMelo is like doing great. Good job. He's uh very fun to watch. Yeah. He's just, con- he's plays with confidence. You know, Lonzo doesn't have that. I feel bad for him because like Lonzo, he's got that older sibling pressure. Like he didn't know, like, you know, LeVar, as soon as that kid popped out, was just like, you're going to, you have to be a star. Mm-hmm. But Lamelo kind of didn't have to play with all that pressure because Lonzo was taking all of it. So he has a little bit more of a free spirit when he plays. Yeah. Like, man, if Lonzo could just play a little bit more free, I feel like he would be better. His game would be better. Yeah. For sure. And, um, He's two in yeah. his head. Yeah, absolutely. He's got all the skill set. All the skills are there. He just doesn't... Yeah, mm. he's in his own head. Gabe, do, do you, you have, have a donkey? Yeah, I think I'll give a uh, most likable duo award to... Or young duo award to Kobe White and Patrick Williams. Aww. I think oh, nice. the, the uh, Bulls have really gone like two in a row really like hitting it out of the park in terms of getting likable rookies and uh patrick williams flower flower delivery boy (laughs) oh yeah um that was just a really heartwarming story and then kobe white just sweet nice 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 young man (laughs) outstanding outstanding young man yeah (laughs) you sound like my grandma <laughs> He's a nice young man. I just like them. <laughs> no, I'm, one of my, I'm on board. One of my favorite moments from Summer League uh last in 2019 was watching Kobe White um play and they lost, but it was just still like he's just like a really fun player. Uh I enjoyed it. Um okay, I want to give one last award to for um consistently yellow shoes <laughs> to lebron uh he's really hooked on the matching yellow shoes for his jersey for his uniform so he had them on last night and uh, now i want to give a challenge to lebron to just wear yellow shoes from now on <laughs> <laughs> rest of the season yellow shoes Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see who won. Doing some calculations. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say LeBron won because he got two. <laughs> what? So did 
Kobe. Oh, and Kobe got two. It's a tie. Mm. All right. LeBron and Kobe, you got to split the donkey in half. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be the first time that happens, LeBron. Kobe's coming after, <laughs> coming after your hardware. That's that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations to our two winners. I don't know if we've ever had a double winner before from opposing teams. <laughs> I don't think they're, so. They're gonna have. A, they're gonna really fight about this. Um, <laughs> I think uh, LeBron will get it Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, <laughs> <laughs> and then Kobe will get it. All right, let's get into our mail basket. Today we have an email from Alexis G. The subject is just Dame and CJ being buds. She attached an article about Dame, CJ, and James Harden from The Athletic, which we will include in the show notes for this episode. Her email says, Came for the Harden mess, stayed for the glowing documentation of Dame's and CJ's mutual love and respect. Some highlights. A quote from Lillard. The way that two great players get along is by supporting each other and allowing each other to be great and have big nights and be supportive of that. Me and him, we have mastered that. Lillard and McCollum don't just coexist on the court. They are close off it. They vacation together, work out together. Heck, even their mothers are close. There is a depth and transparency to their relationship, and that is unmistakable. Love that. Um, Here's another quote. The foundation of us being connected as a backcourt is our friendship, Lillard said. Me being the best for him and him wanting the best for me. Or sorry, me wanting the best for him and him wanting the best for me. And him supporting me and me supporting him. I just think we have a balance. That is fucking adorable. So uh, sweet. So um, nice. The rest of her email says, anyway, just wanted to make sure you didn't miss starting the new year out on such an affectionate basketball bros vibe. Love you ladies. Love basketball. Love the show. Alexis. Oh, thank you, Alexis. This is uh, amazing. What I a great always, article. <laughs> I, I feel like friendship is the winner in basketball <laughs> and in life. Yeah, it's my true. only. I, I here's my thing. Uh huh. I couldn't be that close to somebody I work with. Because <laughs> mm. when really I leave, when point. I leave work, <laughs> see, like I don't want to go on vacation with the people I work with. You're right. So that I, part sounds insane yeah. to me. But otherwise, it's really nice, and I do think you need that chemistry, you know, on the court and trust each other and stuff. But it's like. If it was me, me and CJ wouldn't be hanging. I wouldn't be on CJ's podcast. Let's just <laughs> I work with you, dog. That's a good point. If your coworker's mom was friends with your mom, and then your mom was like, I heard you haven't been like holding your own at work recently. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're oh, like, wait, shit. no. Wait a second. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. actually... Ha- I have been really close friends with a coworker. We have a matching tattoo together. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, James Provenza. I doubt he listens to this anymore, but <laughs> shout out to James. But that being said, we've never... Have we? No, we have gone on vacation together. That's We, we went, went to, to the Davis. Lake. The three of us. <laughs> <laughs> all went to Davis. We went America's to not the lake, capital. the river. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that's really true. nice. That's <laughs> a really nice. That's really nice. I'm just saying, personally, man, they barely what? got me to go to the Christmas party this year. And that's the truth. <laughs> I, no, I'm with you. I, I like having boundaries there. Um, and I 
I don't, yeah, for the most part, I want it separate. I do like, I have made friendships from work before, but it's very rare. Um, but I feel like, yeah, with a basketball team, I don't know, maybe it just makes, it makes more sense that, you know, it's not like a normal job. Right. You do have, a, you need a level of trust there. Yeah. And like the stakes are so high. Like, yeah. I get it. We I do have to say my court friendship, my coworker friend, we didn't work directly with each other. He was in another department. Ah, So that does kind of change things actually. It does. It changes the dynamic. I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. that's just nice. That's like having a friend at work. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily working with your friend. That's right. really nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. I yeah. take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us something, you can email us at hi at dunk.town or leave a message on our cutie hotline, 903-420-DUNK and tell us about anything you want. Just leave a message. We'll listen to it. Yeah. Tell but. us what you had for breakfast. Tell <laughs> yeah. us what your pets' names are. Um, we would love that. If you're going to talk about your pets, though, you do have to include a photo that is one of our laws. Mm-hmm. Um Isaiah, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, my brother Sneaker, check us out. Um, we don't have a schedule. We don't know when we're coming back, but we'll be back soon. Um, all the other stuff I work on, they have commercials for that. You don't need to hear about those, <laughs> those things. They're fine. Um, that's it. Thank you guys for letting me on here. This is really fun. Of oh, course. We, thank we you. We love it. Yeah, thanks for coming mm-hmm. on. Of course. Um, Anastasia, is there anything you want to plug? Yes, I do. I want to plug the film, The Photograph, uh, which I watched uh, just before Christmas, and I loved it. It's so heartwarming. Really? Yeah. I just, okay, wa- I just watched it. For that. I couldn't uh, discern if it were... Is it a Tyler Perry movie or not? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I just watched it like a week ago, and it, it has Lakeith Stanfield and... Um, Issa Rae. Issa Rae. It's, it's so I was surprised by how much I liked it because it's, I do love both of them so much, but I thought it would be a wor- way worse movie than it was. It was written and directed by um, Stella McGee. I'm not really sure how to say the last name, but um, it was like heartwarming and romantic and like a little bit horny, which is nice. And then it also had this like really cool like emotional backstory going on. I just I was surprised by it and really really loved it. Um, and I think it's on HBO Max right now. If anyone wants to check it out, uh, if you need something like heartwarming, which I think we all probably do right now, it's it's a good um, you know two hours. So, Agata, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I just want to plug. Um- the shows I've been watching on Hulu are British shows that I I cannot watch like anything that makes me think too hard right now because my brain doesn't work. So I'm just watching like Peep Show, which is like one of my favorite shows, um, and Friday Night Dinner. Just like for the if I if I'm at a point where I need to chill the fuck out, which is almost every day now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gabe? those are both. Uh, I just want to say fuck Ted Cruz. Yeah. That's, it. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. a good one. <laughs> fuck, That's Ted Cruz. fuck Ted like Cruz. Fuck Ted Cruz. Fuck Zuck. <laughs> fuck Jack Dorsey. Fuck Zuck. 
I take back my plug of my own podcast and say, fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck Ted Cruz, resign, bitch. Um, anything else? <laughs> Mm, I think that's it. Oh, Thanks to all the cuties yeah. for coming on this journey with us. As always, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. For more Dunktown content, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Dunktown. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I'm on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram at Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both at Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design, and thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description. Mm-hmm.